You are listening to Bitcoin, Blockchain and the Technologies of Our Future with Naomi Brockwell. Hi, everyone. We are live just in time for Jeffrey to start playing on the piano there. Um, no, it is not a musical performance today, although you never know with these two what is going to happen. It's going to be uh, the, the curmudgeon and Liberace, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And Jeffrey, I have to say that many people are disappointed that you didn't send us photos of your bow ties in advance so that we could choose which one we wanted to see this week. So maybe next week we could get on the ball with that do one. I, you have do, I believe, do I believe in democracy? <laughs> I'm I'm, I don't. It's uh, 51, the right of 51% of the people to piss in the soup of the other 49%. Absolutely. I, we get to choose whichever time we want. That's how uh, this, uh, yeah. <laughs> my stream is not a democracy. Um, well, welcome everyone. This is the Utopian and the Curmudgeon, which I, uh, the name I affectionately give to this wonderful live stream that I have with Jeffrey Tucker and Gene Epstein, two of my favorite people, both experts in Austrian economics and have absolutely wonderful uh, in-depth knowledge about economic subjects. So it's always Always wonderful to have them on the show chatting about a bunch of different things related to the sec tech sector but also uh, to do with blockchain so you're all here because you want to hear a continuation of their debate about Bitcoin's value where from where is it derived why does it have value I'm also interested in the question I, I hear a lot of people saying you know is, is Bitcoin when you have competing currencies it sort of gravitates to one winning out do you think that's gonna happen with Bitcoin do you think we're gonna end up with a, an ecosystem of hundreds of thousands of different coins so these are all questions that I know people have. Um, welcome to the live chat. So if you are in the live chat, feel free. I'm going to be there the whole time. I'm going to hop off the camera and mic in a second. Uh, so I will be there moderating that. So if you have questions for Jeffrey and Jean, I'll hop back on afterwards uh, in their, their little chat section. I'll feed those to them. So make sure you send their, your questions to them. And uh, let's go ahead. Jeffrey, Jean, thank you so much for, uh, for joining me. Thank you. Uh, Jeff, I want to jump in. And I, I noticed, by the way, I just a little promo for you. Uh, September 14th, uh, you're going to be uh, out in uh, San Diego uh, talking about Ludwig von Mises. I, oh, not me. I'd say, no, it's in Silicon, oh. Val in Silicon Valley. I know that it's the age thing. but Oh, um, is that right? Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, you're going to yeah. be in Silicon Valley. Well, you're going to be talking about Mises anyway. So I will be. I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm very excited about that. Because yeah, well, I'm, I'm glad you are, Jeff, and, and, uh, and I'm going to help prep you uh, uh, imminently uh, to talk intelligently about Mises. But I'm, I'm going to start by parodying, uh, as Mises would have, uh, this, uh, this dogmatic sort of uh, faux intellectual discussion of the many purposes of money, or the one or two, or the five purposes of money. I'm going to ask by uh, talking about the instrument that's right behind you, the four purposes of a piano. Now, the first, of course, is that it's a decorative piece of furniture. The second is that it's a status symbol. The third is that it's a, a store of value, at least, of course, when it's a uh, it's a great brand. And then uh, finally, oh, I jo just forgot, it's the fourth, is it's an instrument for making music. Uh, let me try another parody. Uh, the five purposes of a car, it's a decorative piece of furniture on wheels, it's a status symbol, it's a place for having sex, uh, usually in the back seat, sometimes in the front. It's a store of value if it's a vintage car. Oh, it's a vehicle for traveling somewhere. Now, uh, I think you know where I'm going, but I want to read to you um, from uh, from Mises, um, who, uh, do I have it here? Uh, maybe I don't. But anyways, Mises basically said that uh, people like to talk about the various purposes of money, but as he pointed out, money is a fundamentally a medium of exchange. And uh, just like a piano or just like a car, uh, the people could put it to other kinds of uses, uh, uh, but 
but clearly it stops and starts with this being a medium of exchange. And the point about the store of value, as Mises didn't use the term store of value, he just used the term hoarding. He said, there are people who do hoard money, but in the age of, uh, of, of uh, capital assets like stocks and bonds, this is just something most people don't normally do because if money is the money is going to appreciate in value because prices fall then better to buy a bond because the bond appreciates in value and at the same time at the end the money appreciates in value you're nodding i'm glad because the last time i spoke about this with you you talked about the need for the liquidity of, of financial assets and of course that's exactly what financial intermediaries provide uh, that's what market makers provide. That's yeah. why this business of the story of value is just yeah. a bunch of babbling academicians. Yeah. No, 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 no. Uh, talking. Hey, all right, G no, Gene, yes. I think it's awesome that you're saying all these things. Okay. But let me, let, uh, uh, then stop uh, that talk. <laughs> stop, stop that dogmatic talk. It's a medium of all right, let's let's yeah. just back up slightly. Yeah. I, I I did toss out this idea of the store of value. I think it was last time we were together, and you and jumped you, all over me about it. But you know, you know what, you that's know what's great. I know, I know. But you know what's great. You know what's great about these kinds of conversations. This kind of intellectual disruption can send you back to the books, which is exactly what I to I me, did. Okay, you're gonna be yeah. yeah, and and kind of, I, I want to read the passage you're referring to, which actually you rendered pretty well. Yeah. Um, Mises says, in nine, in nine, this is specifically related to the so-called store of value function of money, right? which I, I did indeed uh, toss off like some sort of cliche without thinking about it, because I never expected it to be controversial. But, but here's what Mises says. As soon as the practice of employing a certain economic good as a medium of exchange becomes general, people began to store up this good in preference to others. In fact, hoarding as a form of investment plays no great part in our present stage of well, economy. That's right. No. Oh, well, yes. Oh, no. so, okay. It's Isn't place it? having taken, uh, been taken by the purchase of interest-bearing property. So, just hold on. That's right. That's I right. find this. I find this incredibly insightful. Right. So he's making an empirical observation that in the early stages of money, as soon as people begin to acquire it in anticipation. Uh, not to consume it, but in anticipation of using it in later exchange. So it becomes what he calls a medium of exchange, right? When it becomes generalized, you realize, oh, wow, I could hang on to this stuff for a little while and it's going to become more valuable, right? But uh, as 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 that, that expectation becomes more entrenched, uh, then people begin to uh, discover that the yield on money held is not as high as... Uh, interest. Um, I mean, it's a little bit like the parable and wow. uh, parable of the talents in the Bible. You know, where where the where the master gives. Uh, it's it's uh, Mises kind of giving a spin on 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 a Jewish a proverb, uh, where the master gives uh, money to uh, to three servants, and 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 oh, one really? one buries it in the right. ground, and and he gets right, and he gets and he gets like denounced, you know, like what the hell? Why didn't you give it to the bankers? You remember that scene? Oh, oh you the bankers, you mean? I mean, so you took okay. I'd like to, Jeff. You you just made another mistake, uh, but everything you said about, of course, history is fine. But I, I want to first of all just pick up on your mistake. You do understand that if prices are going to fall by, let's say, two percent in 12 months, then the money is going to be worth 2% more. Uh, but 
there's no competition because then on, on top of that, you put your money in a bond that pays 3% and that matures in a year, then yeah. you make 3% plus the 2% because when the bond pays, the money will also be worth the extra 2%. So in fact, it's not yeah. a contest. That's what, that's what you said that was mistaken. In fact, at the end, mm. it's the 2% right. compounding on top of the 3%. And yeah, my, yeah, only yeah. my only point, Jeff, is that I took, I, going to graduate school, I took a course in money and banking, and these mm. idiots are telling me in the circa 1970 that money is a store of value. Now, it's fine for, for to, to say what you said. However, we're now talking about the 21st century, and exactly. people, Peter Schiff and a whole slew of other people are still slavishly repeating this idiocy. Oh, I know. And, and, I know and by the way, I think that Part of the reason why they do that is that is that they're such gold bugs. So that's why that fallacy is committed. Well, that you, you really jump and you think very quickly, and well, you jump, well, you, and you're jumping way ahead here. Uh, but I, and I and actually, I think you might be right about that because yeah. uh, the idea is that that gold preserves the value. Therefore, therefore, it is the real money. The right. store, so, they, they have, look, they have the Silas yeah. Martin Rask guy. I probably, yeah. You probably haven't read that now, but the guy puts gold in his, you know, people like to hoard gold. Hoarders, that's, what, that's by the way, the term that Mises used. All yeah. I'm trying to say is that, let's not be these sort of, sort of useless idiots. And yeah. do that. But but you, you are absolutely right. That is what Mises said. You have this nice Talmudic mind uh, talking about Mises' point. He's making fine distinctions. And this segues, by the way, into other issues I'm going to mention. But as long as you and I agree that. But, um, but I, I just would like to reflect on this just a little okay. bit more. And in the first place, let's point yeah. out that Mises' book, I think we all agree, is probably the purest, closest thing we have to a definitive treatise on on money, its function, its origin, everything, blah, blah, blah. I mean, that book is just well, mighty, and, and it, it's a little bit slow going, but but Mises had to kind of like reconstruct everything. And why? Hmm. Um, because I think uh, Thomas Knapp, Knapp, I guess his name, K-N-A-P-P, his book uh, called The State Theory of Money, it came out in, I think, 1907, in which, uh, and let's let's not get too far afield here. I mean, the, Mises wrote this wrote this book in opposition to. Uh, I mean, like Germany was the source of all terrible things actually at this time. I mean, you know, the German historical school, uh, uh, historicism, Hegelianism, so, you know, socialism, and now with the the Nap book and the Nap book, uh, the State Theory of Money, which argued that. Uh, money, uh, the value of money is conferred upon money by by government. That it's a it's a uh, a function of public authority to uh, to uh, codify a money and sustain its value, and that it has nothing whatsoever to the, do with the market. Right. So, mm -hmm. so Mises really goes, you know, it has to write an entire book basically debunking the state theory of money and everything that's associated with it. And mm -hmm. and the the results are beautiful. So anyway, I'm mm -hmm. I'm grateful to Eugene because I, mm -hmm. I have to tell you, on the store value point, it was interesting that you were going crazy in graduate school with the people uh, yammering on about this all the time. But I have kind of I guess I, I I haven't like invested myself intellectually in the idea that 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 money the function of money is to be a store of value. But I, I was repeating this like like cliche. But I'm I'm very glad to have gone back to Mises. And and been able to discover, you know, and discern from, from clear passages. And we're not, and let's just be clear, we're, we're not 
like citing Mises as some godlike figure who knows all things. The point is he makes his case, you know. Well, he does. With, By the way, I, I want to, I, I will mention a few things that I'm not sure Mises goes into, but uh, but uh, that comes later. I, I, as long as you and I agree now, for purposes- We do. Let's connect this I, with Bitcoin because the cryptocurrency, because in a way that's-, that's, the that's it's, just, it's just that when, when Peter Schiff and others, they start listing these purposes of money, we'll get to others. Uh, having to do with uh, with whether it, it it can have a fixed value in terms of of, of measuring things. You and I agreed as well uh, as Mises pointed out that again it's just a medium of exchange and and if it's used to measure things that's always in flux. It's not it's not a yardstick. The the only confusion, by the way, is that when uh, when you have ex an, uh, dollars or euros exchanged for gold, then that's fixed. You know that yeah. that, that anchors government, but but the pri but prices themselves are not fixed. So They're let me let me ask you then, in light of that, go yeah. ahead. Uh, I want to hear your thoughts on this because yeah. this this word stable yeah. is always thrown around about money. Like like if it's going to be a money, it's got to be a stable value. A yeah. stable stable values, it's got to have stability value. And people attack Bitcoin because it goes up and down. So, what is what is your what is your feeling about this 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 uh, 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 this this feature uh, of money that that it that it somehow uh, the 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 soundness of the money is is contingently uh, tied to its stability. You know, relative to its uh, purchasing power for goods and services, what's your what's your opinion about that? Well, okay, the now, now you're using the term uh, stability, and uh, and 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 that's a, a different concept. Uh, it's not a measuring rod, but clearly, uh, as uh, perhaps I, I get the point you're getting at, which is that uh, which is that for something to be money, for, for me to accept money today again is based upon my knowledge that yesterday I bought things. And for me to accept, say, you know, a thousand dollar fee for doing something is based upon my general idea of what a thousand dollars can buy, and uh, and and the the instability uh, of money is usually introduced by government. But uh, in normal circumstances, that money has to be scarce and and not change radically, so that what it could buy yesterday has to, has got to be approximately give or take the same that it could buy uh, today and that it can buy tomorrow. So therefore, we do indeed require that kind of stability and that kind of stability is addressed by Satoshi who set up Bitcoin and addressed potentially by gold because uh, by the fact that the supply is not going to vary uh, greatly. I see. So yeah. Okay. So for you, it's a function of supply, which is well, which is which, uh, and which you can't you can't stabilize demand, obviously, because that's a no, condition exactly, on, on human evolution. But, but supply yeah. is a, f a physical feature in yeah. that sense. In that yeah. sense. Um, yeah. Uh, the uh, B Bitcoin stability is 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 as good as 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 gold, uh, well, and and way. even even maybe even better because, well, you, because you know. yeah. Now that that gets into another issue about Bitcoin, which I did want to return to. I guess I guess the one thing I want in terms of what might be contentious between you and me, however, let me just make sure that we deal with this. Uh, uh, why is there a pronounced tendency for there to be one money, uh, uh, two money? Okay, let me make I, the other. Let me make. The pronounced tendency is <laughs> very, very clear, which is that, which is that everybody, except for certain misanthropic types 
who do exist or not nutty people in other ways, generally speaking, want to be paid in money uh, that everyone else can accept because we want the maximum potential power over this money. And also we don't want to go through the hassles of, 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 of having to exchange our money for something else. We don't want to go through the unpredictability of what that money is going to be worth in relation to some other money. And again, that's the reason why why 90% of the trading that's done internationally is done in dollars because dollars are the most convenient medium internationally. Yeah, the most liquid, but also everyone wants to have a short pencil and gravitate to the money that's most universally accepted. So that's why there's a there's an overwhelming tendency uh, for there to be one money, maybe a second one. Mises actually wrote, he seemed to be open-minded about the possibility that maybe there would have been gold and silver, silver for smaller transactions. Mm -hmm. Government stepped in too soon. Well, but, I mean, histor but historically, yeah. we, saw, we saw all kinds of things being used for money, well, uh, all, all but, kinds of precious metals, even, even in the 18th century. I'm not talking well, about... Okay. And I'm not talking about like salt in the Middle Ages or wampum, you know, uh, you know, or something like that. I'm talking about, you know, in in uh, I don't know if you've read George Selgin's book, uh, Good Good Money. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, 18th century uh, Britain. <coughs> that that uh, small small change basically oh, yes, for, yeah. for being factory workers would, would take place with 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 bronze coins yeah. and various other metals like anything of, of value. So. Mm -hmm. um so so uh and and there was a floating exchange relationship between yeah uh the various forms of specie well, which I'm which is extremely important unlike the 19th century right where where we made this weird uh mistake would we uh the united states and and actually fixed the relationship between well, uh, silver I mean, and gold Jeff, and a Jeff, by, Jeff, by Jeff, Jeff, let me ask you this and now, by the way, I think Bitcoin, the small change issue, by the way, given the given the ability for Bitcoin to be decimalized, called the Satoshi, what is it, that, that small unit of a mm -hmm. Bitcoin, I, I think it speaks to that. However, yes, it does. Yeah, I, I, I won't quibble over the possibility that maybe there'd be three monies or other kinds of weird things going on. But you do grant my point that, that that there tends to be a huge network effect with money, and that and that and the, and I say that only because I, I won't I won't mention it. Actually, one of my free market friends actually thinks that government should run the money supply because otherwise there's going to be balkanization of money. It's going to be a big mess, is what he thinks. But my only point is is for you balkanization of money. <laughs> Well, the balkanization of money, indeed. Obviously, it's going to be a big mess if we let the free market do. We got, we have to have a <laughs> government step in. My, my point, my point is only that balkanization happens with nation states when they start printing their own money because because the powers that be in each nation state want power over the money supply. Mm -hmm. But on the on the contrary, the the, the market tends toward one or two monies. That's all I'm trying If What do you want to say? Three, fine. I'm only trying to ask you to understand that as somebody who supposedly understands the nature of money, that people naturally want to gravitate toward the kind of money that everybody else uses and everybody else wants to do the same. And that's the network effect. That's the powerful influence of money, the powerful tendency. And you apparently are not nodding, Jeff. You're Still don't understand what I'm trying to explain to you. <laughs> you have a problem with what I'm trying to get across. All right, all right. Let me ask you this. I, I have a, I have a question for you, and it's not yeah. a rhetorical question. Yeah. Is there a tendency in the market for <clears throat> all, all profits to fall to zero? Of course not. 
for two minutes. Well, the reason why the reason the reason is because of risk and time preference. Well, I mean time preference definitely. Uh, uh, but uh, if you want to abolish risk, but but certainly there's time preference. You, you do understand time preference. All right. So, I mean, but, unless you want to try and, to and like, 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 and and <clears throat> economics, we, we sometimes isolate uh, uh, factors of of change, <clears throat> uh, factors of uncertainty. You know, uh, if you want to call it gender equilibrium or or Mises's case, the evenly rotating economy, or well, sometimes well, that, you, I, you 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 isolate and <clears throat> separate out. Uh, things like 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 risk and uncertainty and change and change in preferences well, well, and innovation you do all these things so you can you can understand a, a, a an isolated a part well of, jeff that's a very bad analogy market. but i see where you're okay. going so yeah, okay so yeah. my point yeah. is that uh there's there's always that in in some uh, uh theoretical sense mm -hmm. there's uh, there's always a tendency for 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 profits to fall to zero because, because that's ridiculous that's because ridiculous. Of, uh, okay because of because of the presence of uh, because of, of competition and 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 arbitrage and and if there's no innovation i mean this is what happens i mean and in fact there is wait i'm not talking about interest i'm talking about profits Okay, okay. Yeah. So don't okay. talk. Don't give me this well, time well, preference. Okay. okay. All right. So I'm sorry to. Uh, yeah, Jeff, what, 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 what about what about look? There are many capitalists who do not borrow. They 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 put up their own money to do something uh, with a venture, <laughs> and they have to be paid. It isn't necessarily the case that we would even have a bond market. That just happens to be a convention. The fact of the matter is that in a Caruso economy, if, if Caruso and Friday do something that's a lead pipe cinch, they they need a profit to uh, out of it because. They're going to be deferring their consumption, but again, the evenly rotating. Right, but that's, but that's, uh, by the way, the, you know the only reason why you should read a little bit Rothbard, Jeff. Uh, that maybe you haven't. You know the only reason why people hold money is because of uncertainty. The point that's been made over and over again by right. Rothbard in particular, possibly right. by Mises. By the way, right. is that is that is that the only reason why we have any kind of demand for money is because of the unpredictability? I have to do this to <laughs> get the light. Right, no, this doesn't work now. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it does. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and so in your perfect world, the light stays on forever. This, this abstract point of view is, is, is pretty hopeless. The, the, the only point is that, that yeah, there's a, a, we there's a lot of there's always there's a lot of tendencies in the market, like for the marginal productivity of work, marginal productivity of workers to equal wages, for, for profits to fall to zero. Uh, you know, by profits, I mean, I don't mean I don't mean rent and I don't mean time preference. All right. Okay. There's a lot of tendencies in the market. Right. Uh, there's there's a, a tendency for for. Well, there's 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 forces at work. And I, and I agree with you that in, in some ideal world of your own intellectual construction, that there's going to be a tendency towards a this single is, this is a but here, you know, you know what, wait, what it misses is, and I think this is extremely important here, and I've thought a lot about it. You have, you have wasted like 10 hours of my time for the last week thinking about this point, and I finally figured it out. <laughs> here's, here's the thing, innovation. Uh, uh, that's that's what makes the difference. It, crypto is a new experiment in the world. I don't know why you you believe that somehow you know Bitcoin's got it right or anybody's got it right. We may not know yet what the right currency is, and 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 there might be the right currency to come along next year, and and there'll be a mad rush towards it, and then the next year somebody something else comes along, something better, a more private, quicker, a more scalable. You can I, I don't know. 
that's the point we don't know let's 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 think about about hayek here his his point was that that we don't always entirely know what the right uh thing is going to be we have to unleash entrepreneurs on this and i get why you, you don't understand it because we haven't had entrepreneurship in money in like a hundred years you know and and so all i'm saying is that i fully expect choice and currency i i expect that this mad competitive environment of i don't know is it a dozen is it 1200 is it 12,000? i don't know that's the point uh let's let's reflect on 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 okay. on, on hayek's uh, the theory of knowledge here so that's the thing is we now suddenly see what a free market money might look like and i'm guessing that is going to look a lot more like like Hayek's choice in currency than it is going to look like some unitary uh, tendency towards towards uh, one single thing. Precisely because we want something better all the time, and we don't know what that is yet. And I'm looking forward to that world. Yeah. All right, Jeff. I've heard. I've heard. I've heard your point. Um, so that's let, why I think let, you're wrong. Let, 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 okay. I, I hear yeah. you. Let me just yeah. respond to the point and 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 say the following. The the the, the, the thing that uh, the analogies you're drawing having to do with the tendency towards something which isn't quite met is, is misplaced only for this reason. The reason is that to begin with, people, uh, I'm talking about the, the relief of uneasiness. People want to accept money uh, that, that everybody else accepts. Uh, or, uh, and, and that is the concept of the network effect. And, but, and I will get to Hayek in a moment because it's not as though Hayek is irrelevant, the Hayekian or the, or the entrepreneurship or the choice in currency. I'm only saying that, that, that uh, just, as, just as the first person who bought a telephone had nobody to call, because nobody else had yet bought a telephone. The first person who used the internet had nobody to communicate with or email. The first person who used, used, used email. My only point is that there, there are lots of things in which where people have to participate en masse. They want, they want, they want in, in a division of, a, of, of labor economy, people want the currency that's most usable at any time. So I'm only trying to say that there's a powerful network effect. And once the network effect is put in place, it's hard to dislodge it. Now, so, uh, now so I, I, I agree with that. Let me. No, 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 I bring in the choice. Let me just bring in the choice. To yeah. report. Now I bring in the choice. Indeed, it could be dislodged. It's not as though it's impossible. Yeah. But um, okay. All right. Then if, if, all, if, all you're, if you're granting the powerful network effect with respect to money, which doesn't mm -hmm. exist, by the way, with respect to most other goods and services, then that's my only point. Did you and say it does or it doesn't? It does not, does not, there's not, there's no, no, I mean, only, only there's no to network effect, effect associated with, you know, no. the QWERTY, QWERTY keyboard with, uh, well, with, oh, with the well, tendency to buy Kleenex because it's got the name Kleenex on it. There's, well, there's networks, of, uh, well, there's, or, there's networks to, to, well, to like a certain song in the summer because everybody else freaking does. Well, I mean, network well, effects are yeah, everywhere. Well, 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 okay. All of those are decent enough analogies. There are many, many network effects. Maybe I overstated, but I'm only trying to say that if there are 110 brands of toothpaste and whatever you're using in the bathroom, yeah, there will be a tendency for the dominant brands. I got to use Colgate because everybody else does. Conformity is 
definitely there, but but it's a perfectly possible for somebody to strike out on his own and say, well, I'm special. I just put you salt water. All of that stuff. There's no, there's no, there's no dependency on other people as there is with money. If I, the, the money I've got has got to be acceptable. To I, I, you know, you know, Gene, but, I, but you, wanna, I, you want to go beyond my point and say the network I, effect is ubiquitous. Okay. I think it is. Yeah, but I, I, for some reason, Gene, you keep treating money as if, and I've heard other people do this, as if some sort of special rarefied, unusual, strange. Jeff, Jeff, there are many network effects. If you, okay. like, I, I use the analogy with email, with a phone call, with with, with so much else. Where where my consuming something that uh, uh, depends on other people. And if you want, so indeed, there are many such analogies. Indeed, I'm uh, I'm saying precisely that point, which is that money is not special in that regard, but it exactly. is a network a networked effect. Uh, affected commodity that's all uh, I, you know, but, that. but but as 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 human labor as as as, as so many things uh, the, the the whole market is one big network and we're well, all dependent upon well, everything yeah, yeah, like yeah. i can't buy a lawnmower unless i've got replacement parts for it i mean they're, they're, we're all tied together and all makes sense but why but so so why then don't you see the and possibility of the market to give us a range of 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 monies also Th well, these are not inconsistent you can have a network effect really, you can have i mean you can have the song of the summer and also 10,000 other songs at the same time that's all i'm saying there is a tendency for everybody to go on facebook that's all and because everybody else goes on facebook that that and and that's because facebook is the means of communicating with others you seem to be continually missing that point. That, but 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 if I hire a masseur, if I go to a shrink, uh, if 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 I hire somebody else with some specialized task, I'm not dependent on others. Uh, let a, Actually, let a hundred flowers bloom. In why that why, why, why do you go to the shrink? You go to a shrink to get them to get, so you can start behaving like a normal person, so you can be network, networked with other people. It, it I mean, everything well, we do is connected. My with kind them. of shrink, my kind of shrink may well be a different kind. I, <laughs> I might read I, I might read books that nobody else wants to read. The the many ways in which commodities work that uh, we, we are no network effect except in terms of people's desire to conform but in terms of real dependence the thing itself money has to be a medium of exchange with others now again yeah. i'm trying to cool you down by granting that it okay. does not mean that if bitcoin is the dominant money for a decade or two that it won't be replaced by something even better all i'm trying to say is that there will be it just like in the case of facebook it's dominating however it could it could pass in a couple of days or yeah. a couple of years all of those things happen, but oh, network okay, but, but, can, which are dependent on others specifically, not just because of our conformist tendencies, but be, yeah. because of practical considerations. Yeah. Practical considerations. But, but, can, but here's what I here's what I'm hearing you say. Hmm. I'm hearing you say that to the extent that we don't have a single unitary money, that's a that's a mistake in the market. And I, I, what I'm saying is that that is the market to have a multiplicity of choice, endless innovations, and it's not as okay. you were in, in your linear strange way thinking there's episodic shifts from money to money oh 10 years oh thanks a lot gene for your permission to change money another oh, 10 years okay. goes by uh, well that's what you said. you said you said you said a decade i'm saying that we can have simultaneous uh, multiplicity of 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 currencies uh just like you see in coin market cap today and 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 and, and yes there may be okay. one on top but the, but they're they're exchangeable with each other there's innovations within them it's a it's an ongoing competition and i think that is okay. beautiful and okay. i'm not going to 
try to game it. Again, the only, the only, as I've tried to explain to you, first of all, I, I know amazingly you just talked about a, a, a market and money that we have today. We obviously have money dominated by nation states, by yes. law. So therefore, sure. that's completely wrong. All I said was that where international trade can happen, amazingly, there is a preference to use one money, which 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 is a But by the way, that won't necessarily last for good. It may be replaced, perhaps replaced by Bitcoin, perhaps replaced by gold, perhaps replaced by the, uh, by the Chinese currency, the yuan. But my point is that just as similarly, Facebook is dominant now. Yeah. And that's okay. Now that you said yes, that's well, all I'm trying to get uh, you to say. But, but that's yeah. true by, but wait, that's true by definition. Not by definition. Again, I mean, in terms of the so, terms of the very practical nature of what is being bought, what is being bought is dependent on networking with others. That's not toothpaste. To, you might buy the same toothpaste out of conformist reasons, but not because you're brushing your teeth with that toothpaste is dependent on other people doing the same brush. I, I look everybody, is a means of communication. Money is a medium of exchange. That's mm -hmm. the point. I will rest my case because I assume our listeners understand what I'm getting at. <laughs> Jeff, you should probably ruminate on that. I feel, I feel like, I, 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 yeah. Um, if, I'll if, let you have the last word. We'll that, go that, into yeah, my next topic. Actually, uh, um, and I, by the way, I want to get to this uh, just in any way. Uh, let me just say, in any race, somebody is going to be ahead at any one moment. That's that's the point I about had, choice. There will so be a network. There will be a dominant. I, people want to use the money that everybody else uses. It's dependent on what everybody else uses. It's a network I, I, commodity I, I, in the sense that toothpaste is not. And just like Facebook is, just like certain other commodities are, you're networked with others. That's I, I, I could probably argue that toothpaste is a network commodity, but oh, because, but, of, but the, because of conformity. But again, you're uh, awfully yes. proud of Jeff. I'll let you have the last word. We should get on to some other topics. Yeah, but you know, what I, you, know what I, you know what I want? Like, like, let's talk about somebody you know somebody about more than I do. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but Jeff, you want look? We, we both we both spoken a piece about this. I want to get onto something else where you and I will probably agree. Yeah. And, and actually, well, are you going to talk about about the 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 lira uh, uh, devaluation over the weekend? I mean, I found this to okay. be. Uh, ex extraordinary what what just happened. I mean, happened? you I had you had you, well, okay. Well, if you don't know about it, well, I mean, what does it have but, to do with Bitcoin, Jeff? Well, it's interesting. I'll tell you, it it is interesting. But we can go back to make a, to the subject. I, I think I think okay. I, it's just it was maybe some other time, but I okay. I think that Trump has shown us. Yeah. Over the last three days, how how the how the uh, the the next economic crisis comes about? I mean, I mean, okay. the lira fell. He doubled tariffs because he saw it as an attack, you know, on on his trade policies. Because oh, now the lira is cheap, and they're going to be invading us with goods. So he doubled just like that with an executive order oh tariffs gosh. on Turkey and Turkey only, yeah. and and then caused raiders, market raiders, to just tip the currency into living hell. Well, and it's yeah, down. So it's like. I'm, I'd That's be better, but freaking let's crazy. Let's have a structured discussion on, yeah. on financial prices and other related. I want to talk right. about more about the abstract issues involving cryptocurrency and, and, and Bitcoin. We've we've had we've just had our disagreement about network effects of money. Yeah. That's fine. Toothpaste and money are the same thing. That's according to Jeff. I said they're different. Brushed, <laughs> but that aside. Okay. I, I want to talk about uh, a, a a terrible mistake. Uh, that Bitcoin enthusiasts seem to make. I certainly discovered it in the ah. very, in the very good book 
called Digital Gold by Nathaniel Popper. I like Popper. that book. I like that book well, a lot. Yeah. Well, but I'll tell you this. I don't know if you noticed the passage in which uh, 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 Popper uh, actually completely credits the idea that gold really wasn't the original money and that and that barter and that the whole story that the Austrians like to tell is not really valid. Uh, I, and, 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 and who's been very good on this, by the way, most recently is the, uh, the economist you mentioned uh, 10 minutes ago, George Selgin. Uh, yeah. Selgin has corrected a lot of these fallacies, but I want to go into what the fallacy is uh, and how it's partly right, but completely misses the point. The, the idea, Popper, Nathaniel Popper actually says that the Bitcoin enthusiast discovered by reading the anthropologists that that oh. uh, that exchange actually uh, originated in credit. Credit. You know, you know, you know what credit is? Credit, credit is really that, that, that how, do, how do we facilitate an exchange? Well, I want your cow and all I have is eggs. So yeah. what happens is that I take your cow and I agree to give you, you know, four eggs a week for, you know, for however many weeks it's going to take for me to pay off the cow, the, the purchase of the cow. And, it's, and, 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 and as Selgin points out, it's not as though uh, this uh, eluded uh, the wisdom or insight of Carl Menger. The, the original Austrian who wrote about this, people gifted things to each other in small communities. People would indeed sort of borrow commodities from each other uh, and all that did happen. And so what is the point? Because, because clearly once you begin to broaden the need to exchange in a division of labor society, uh, you can't just do it that way. You're not gonna gift something to a stranger. And, and the idea of some kind of informal agreement, I'll give you the eggs, for the and and apart from that, that's really just very similar to to any kind of credit transaction. But that's something people earlier, very possibly, very probably, did with with kit with people as part of their tribe. That all probably happened. But the idea that uh, that we can't that that we didn't ultimately need some medium of exchange when strangers interacted in a division of labor society. That's the point that uh, that these anthropologists. Completely. Well, tell, tell me the, how the book yeah. Digital Gold relates that so-called discovery, which well, I know it happened right. like well, ten years you. ago, and it was a tedious discovery. How how do they think that that relates to the well, origin it, of the it, what it tries to do? See, this is the interesting sort of debate among losers. What it tr what it tries to do is the the Bitcoin uh, enthusiasts, uh, or the, let's just call them the crypto enthusiasts. Uh, uh, convince themselves that that it was seductive to start believing in this and oh. believing in this idea that 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 the idea of, of that it's going to be valuable. Well, no, 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 no. That 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 that, that, that we can that, that we can we can liberate ourselves from this idea that gold was ever money. Really, it just was. Maybe it was brought up by government. It, it, we didn't have we didn't have the story that that people were bartering with each other and then they hit upon a commodity to trade with. It was really all that it originated with credit transactions. Uh, and that there's a book by and it's for anthropologists by named David Graeber, professor mm -hmm. of anthropology, called. Death, the first five thousand years, he says yeah. that 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 Menger and Smith, who wrote mm -hmm. about the origins mm -hmm. of money in this way, mm -hmm. completely mm -hmm. missed the point of a credit mm -hmm. transaction. So therefore, mm -hmm. and and the and the crypto people have found this seductive because it tends to dislodge gold as ever having mattered. It, uh, that's in their mind that it does, and and uh, and uh, mm -hmm. and and uh, Selton points out that Menger and Smith 
did not miss this point. They they themselves specifically wrote that early societies, they had some kind of maybe informal debt transactions where I would borrow, I would take your cow and pay you back. And, and, the, and these might even be based on labor, right? So, yeah, you've got some surplus eggs, you give them to me, and 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 when the weather gets better, I'll come out and help that, you re-roof your cabin. I don't, you, I don't know if you've read your Old Testament, but that's in the Bible where where Jacob labors for his uh, his father-in-law in order to pay off his debt for his first wife seven yeah. years, and then he's got oh, he's got to accept the first sister, and he's got to work another seven years for the second sister. Hey, that's, that's been, a lot that's of complications. That's, that's I mean, that's, that's 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 way too complicated. <laughs> That was in that sexist book called the Old Testament, in which <laughs> were bought, daughters were bought, but but works it off you know, seven years, and he has to accept one sister, and then he gets the next sister by working it off for another second seven years. So indeed, that kind of stuff happened, and Menger knew about it. And uh, but there, but there's an incredible hang-up on the part of Graeber and others. They start saying that well, those transactions had nothing to do with money. Government. I mean, again, it's a complete non sequitur. They missed the point. But what's funny is that uh, is that Selgin wrote. Um, a critique, and uh, and Graeber responded with vitriolic uh, really? uh, tweets, and and he, and uh, Selgin uh, pointed out that that when it comes to having to transact with people who aren't in your kinship, aren't in your tribe, that yes. then they, then then some kind of medium of exchange begins to arise. Then you yeah. see the problem with bartering. Uh, yeah, ge geographic non-contiguity as well. Well, geographic, right? exactly. Because, yeah, I'm, I'm saying division of labor because, indeed, I guess different geographies traded with each other. But here's something really funny, which I think is worth quoting because it shows how crazy this professor of anthropology is. He writes, responding to Selgin, uh, that no, no, strangers, this never happened because he says, he writes, you don't cross mountains, deserts, and oceans, risking death in a dozen different ways so as to show up with a collection of goods you think someone might want in order to see if they happen to have something you might want. He's saying this is ridiculous. And I, I wrote Selgin, which Selgin, of course, points out, well, did he ever heard here of merchants and traders? And do you ever hear of, now, I, I pointed out, this is what this is funny about is that, is that while I regard schooling as pretty warped with respect to economics, the one thing they hammer home to you is all the stories about traders and trade routes and traders like Marco Polo. You know, obviously, trade was, was over oceans and over the Mediterranean it was very important. If you read uh, the Merchant of Venice, Antonio was having ships come in, and and how the heck can they trade unless they're using some kind of medium? Of, of course, and I mean this <laughs> happened in all of our own families. I mean, my my great great grandfather moved from. Massachusetts down to Texas, but on his way yeah. went to New Orleans and picked up, you know, a wagon full of goods to go trade them in Texas and so on. I mean, this and then he just, had yeah. to accept some kind, probably accepted some kind of medium of exchange for them. Uh, and uh, and and I only go into that because the Atlantic. The, uh, the supposedly uh, sophisticated magazine edited by John Stossel's nephew, as you probably know. Scott I didn't Stossel. know that. Yeah, yeah. Scott, ah. Stock, Scott Stossel doesn't has, has, by the way, he wrote a very good uh, memoir of his own about anxiety attacks, about his life with anxiety. Uh, he did write that his uncle John believes in all kinds of crazy libertarian stuff. And, <laughs> and Scott, Scott went ahead and published this article in The Atlantic uh, 
by an anthropologist saying those money guys have it all wrong. It all started with credit transactions. You know, you know, I, I'm guess I'm guessing that, and I I hate to I don't want to take like a, a pot shot here or anything, but so often what happens is that people and Trump's a good example stumble into economics without ever having studied it or without really understanding it. You know, they end up pr pronouncing on the topic while well, we'll yeah. never having actually uh, sat down and, and well, yeah, undertaken yeah, the yeah. discipline to to yes. to, to, to well, rock the whole well, subject. Yes, and of course I'm ambivalent about that because certainly the hatred, the hatred of certain uh, economists, uh, I hate a lot of them myself. You know, I mean, my my point is, you know, the emphasis by you know, the, the the idea of Chicago man as constantly calculating at every stage, you know, what what he's going to do next. This kind of this idea that oh, it's all about money and gain and and yeah, and there's plenty wrong with with conventional Austrian, economics. Is true. There's plenty wrong with conventional economics, yes, but and, but and but it can, it can engender in hostility in people. So I sort of understand that um, yeah. that they feel that. But but indeed, obviously, then to go into this crackpot theory and to publish it in the Atlantic. But I but getting back to the crypto people, my 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 point is to, to them is this: really, there was indeed gifting. There wasn't. There were indeed informal transactions. You'd work it off just like you said, Jeff, which happens in the Bible. You you'd you'd get the cow and you'd pay off in eggs, mm -hmm. probably these things happen. Menger wrote about it. Smith actually referred to it. Maybe Mises didn't even feel the need to refer to it, but but uh, but certainly it's been granted. Obviously, everybody knows about it, but once the world opened up, barter and medium of exchange became... I don't understand, I don't understand how that relates to the early years of Bitcoin, because I mean, uh, mm -hmm. what, what... And because I guess the, I guess the question... The the question is like, how did Bitcoin go in, in from the Genesis block in January of two thousand nine uh, to obtaining something like a market price by October fifth of two thousand nine? Well, that's what Robert writes about the pizza pies. Yeah, no, no, that was way later. Uh, was it? I mean, yeah, okay, well, I mean October fifth of two thousand nine was the first posted price of Bitcoin, which I I, okay. I consider that to to be the date of the birth of 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 the modern. Essentially. Well, okay, uh, but okay. Now we're getting into I think. Uh, the, the, but what the, happened in those days? I only I want I just want to emphasize. I'm not clear that I made you said you don't understand why they care. But I'm only saying that that this is a this is a somewhat sort of infantile rebellion on the part of the crypto people against the gold bugs they want to say no no guy they want to say no look we we're going to go with this with these anthropologist guys because you know your your idea that gold ever mattered or it ever arose in some way all your stories you know we don't believe them so that's what i'm saying is infantile uh, enough. i'm saying they don't have to make this argument no we, this is I, outrageous i mean look, look i look the, the, I, I think the story of Bitcoin's value is, is a very interesting one. Yeah. I think it's fascinating that many people uh, uh, that were there at the time, even now, don't understand it, even though they were participating in, in the process that led to Bitcoin obtaining a market price. And, and to me, it's, it's, it's clear. I mean, you can go back and look at, at, at the audit trail what was happening between January and October, and there were, on average, about 100 transactions a day. I see. Yeah. So and what? So what were they transacting? Well, well, I, I think. I mean, I, I, what I know. What were they it, doing? I guess. What was you, the point? You know more what's about the point. What's the point? Well, what's the point of me sending something to you and you sending it back to me if that something is uh, has a zero value? Uh, why would you do that? And why would I do that to you? Because we're testing and trying a a, a new method of of 
of bundling up immutable information packets and transferring them virtually for free and instantly across a, a network that has uh, that's not geographically contingent, right? Well, okay, I mean, that, okay. And that that is a very impressive feat. Just okay. technologically speaking, that is by itself amazing. So if you can do that and do that reliable, that independent of the value of Bitcoin is by itself an awesome service. Okay, right? exactly. Okay, that, that, but yeah. that's okay. But 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 again, I you've, you I the only thing I would add to that, I, I think your your arguments are a little bit too abstract. But the, I would add to this. I would say that. The quotes that I read from Satoshi, quoted by uh, Popper in his book, show that uh -huh. Satoshi Satoshi had somehow or other either read Mises or at least somebody taught it to him because he recognized or read Hayek about choice and currency. He recognized uh, that the attempts, perhaps he recognized even earlier that the attempts for, uh, to create a private sector money failed because nobody could trust the scarcity part of it, and that's. That's a exactly. Big no, no, no. That that is the great breakthrough, and that was that said, was. I want this to become money. I want this to become a medium yeah. exchange, or worse to that effect. And I believe that the pizza transaction was important, as it certainly Popper uh, in his book convinces me that it was. Those that this can be money, uh, and that then just as you said, I've set up a mechanism whereby this can be in a, a medium exchange because it can trade because we yeah, have a yeah, but the, but the, but the, but the, but the, but the, the first the first value was not in bitcoin obviously because it had zero price i mean as far as we know right well, initially, yeah. i mean there, there, uh, at least at least there, there wasn't a, a a posted price that was above zero and that happened uh, you know on Oct october 5th as i said and that was just the first posted price there might have been other exchanges that you know uh, have, were priced and we just don't know about them so so what was the first the first good in question was just the the capacity to do this this weird thing of transferring peer-to-peer -peer, uh immutable information packs packets with a perfect audit trail yeah uh and and to and to watch the protocol work you know releasing uh, and, and then the knowledge about hopefully the knowledge about about a medium of change, which Satoshi maybe, had. but yeah. but it, well, but but and and that that came that came later. But, but but you know, if the point of Bitcoin was to become valuable, then it clearly didn't work for ten months. And I, I, my right. point is that it didn't work for the ten, first ten months. My point is that there was a, a value in in observing the the process of oh. of transferring uh, the inf information transfers themselves and creating this perfect audit trail and all the things we know okay. is is it secure does the protocol work does it crash is there a certain scaling that can take place you know who well, exactly. uh, how, how can it, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, is it is it uh is it, is it can it is it trustless and so on i mean and all these features satoshi's programs which indeed happened as popper says absolutely yeah. Yeah, okay. so it's but, it's it's ingenious and then well, and then gradually and it took and i i think people don't talk about this enough because because you know mango tells the story of 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 the origin of money as as a kind of an unfolding of a process over time you know a, a kind of a discovery there's an entrepreneurship associated with it like i think this could be money let's see how it goes i'm going to obtain this and see if it well, trades oh nobody well, wants that. well i can exchange again the cows and the eggs uh, if again yeah. if you're a stranger so I, I, i'm trading with you i have to, i have to accept something that other people will accept yeah. that by the way the network issue but and, but and I, you I, don't <laughs> no, no, no. but but you don't necessarily know what that is and you're not sure which 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 well, um, which which thing well, is going to be by the way let me tell you the story but perhaps it is apt you probably know the story of the british 
POW camp where the care packages arrived and and people people wanted to uh, wanted uh, not everybody wanted what was in his care package so very quickly they were using cigarettes as a medium of exchange because everybody in the army smoked and yeah, and so but, so that was easily traded but but, but also also Gene I mean that, I mean I don't know why everybody resorts to this ancient story of the the, the cigarettes and the and the well the, they only resorted to it once in our conversation okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying that you resort you use the thing that most other people will want. That's okay, but my point is that every single prison in this country, and there are many, um, has has its own currency. Uh, and, and well, they're it's, isolated. Uh, That's why they okay. Yeah, and 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 it's and it's ramen noodles and it's mackerel cans and it's something else and it might even be services. But every prison well, economy is different. People don't smoke the way they used to. But but uh, okay. But in any case, my, my, but uh, but this segues in a way. I'm saying that the delusion about how gold never mattered uh, on the part of certainly Popper, the Popper, Nathaniel Popper wrote this very good book, clearly is suffering under a delusion. He does believe this stuff. This I was appalled uh, when I read this passage in which he say, oh, they discovered that that uh, it was I, all credit and all that stuff. But I, uh, I don't, I don't know how, I can't even understand uh, the, the relationship of that to any Bitcoiner who would embrace that theory. Because I mean, when I read Satoshi, it's true. thrown gold. That's what I'm trying that's to explain. Really that's really interesting. But when I read uh, Satoshi, at least when I reflect on the structure of Bitcoin, I, I, I can discern a number of intellectual influences there. I mean, clearly, I, I think you have to, yes, Mises, but I think especially Rothbard, uh, and and Rothbard's sometimes it, sometimes misdirected attacks on fractions or banking, but I I think that 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 was a major factor in this idea of final settle instant final final settlement. You know, there's 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 no counterparty risk. You know, or at least it's minimized. And and you've got this sort of idea of the the Kersnerian entrepreneur. We're going to discover something uh, new. We've got Menger in there with the story of the unfolding of of uh, 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 the invention of money growing out of uh, some, some, some good or service that had a pre-existing pre value in the market. And, and that would, in this case, be uh, a technology that overcomes a, the Byzantine general's problem. And, 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 and I would say uh, Schumpeter. It plays a oh, role well. here, well, okay. and, and 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 celebrating that you know the disruptive potential. Well, you know, you may of, be right. Um, Satoshi uh, probably understandably did not want to mention any of these names for fear of putting people off. You know, as uh, you know, we, we we don't want to make this all about ideology. Oh, and, and, and I feel bad that I left out Hayek here, right? Who who actually called for the denationalization of money? I mean, here's but, a guy who who fought his entire life for the gold standard, and then one say one day said, "Ha." Uh, okay. We gotta have we gotta have another plan. We yeah, gotta have another plan. Yeah. Murray, Murray, as far as that went, Murray was correct. Murray Rothbard was correct in mocking Hayek by saying that the trouble is that you've got to have something scarce, and Satoshi was the one who solved that problem. So, so maybe Hayek was half right, but he was also half wrong because you couldn't try. He said, "I can issue Hayek's, and he can issue Hayek's. I can issue." You know, Rothbard. I don't think but, Hayek but solved everything. He didn't solve everything, and okay. uh, there, there was there was a, there was a slight problem with the denationalization things because he didn't solve the scarcity problem because he didn't 
I mean, it was 1974. But Jeff, I, wa I wanted to go on. We probably don't have much time. I wanted to go on to the related issue of the gold bugs. My, my point is just as the crypto people want to want to focus on this anthropological myth about about credit and gifting and, and gold never mattered and all that uh, and that they get from people like Graeber and this woman who wrote for, uh, wrote for the Atlantic, uh, the gold bugs certainly uh, provoked by the discussion you and I had uh, about three weeks ago, they they really are obsessed with the idea that money can be that gold can be held in a hand, that you can store it in your basement, that you can hoard it. All of those things really have them hung up, and uh, and they they just cannot. And I had a little problem with this too. They kind of put their mind around the idea that a medium of exchange can be something like Bitcoin. Uh, they 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 can't get past this. And and in a way, I can sort of understand their hang up if they are hung up on the regression theorem. If they say it had to originate in a commodity, and yeah, yeah. people, then there's something difficult oh, for them to recognize I, that, I totally get you were it. Saying, that it could yeah. become that, that Bitcoin. I, I totally get it. Like, well, like you, I think you and I share this, the yeah. same sort of intellectual trajectory when we first heard about this. Yeah. That was the first place we went. You know, we were like, wait, that, you know, there's, there's, there's no pre-existing uh, commodity value for this thing. It violates yeah. the regression theorem, so therefore it can't be money. And, and do you have anything else to tell me? Because it just, it was like it ruled it out. Yeah. You know? yes. And it took, yes. it took years for me to kind of come around. But part of the problem here, I think, is that in those early days, and I mean 2000. 10, 11, and 12, and even halfway through 2013, uh, it was difficult to find explanations of Bitcoin that, that were designed for the economist. Yeah. You know, most of them were, were computer science related, they're related to the cryptographic industry, you know, and, and that sort of thing. And, uh, and there wasn't anything clearly written for that related to an, an economist. I mean, I, I didn't know anything about, um, and I'm embarrassed to say it, but I didn't understand the limits on uh, the protocol limits on, on the rate of money creation until I read an attack on Bitcoin in Wired magazine that came out. Did you see the question that came Any opinion on gold-backed cryptocurrency? So, gold-backed crypto, gold cryptocurrency, any opinion on that? My, my opinion on that is that, uh, while obviously I, by the way, completely agree with Jeff about the Hayekian view of letting a hundred flowers bloom with respect to any kind of money people want to bring out potentially on a free market, uh, but insist that there will be powerful network effects, there will be a dominant money at any one time. Uh, getting So therefore, you're free to bring out gold-backed cryptocurrency if you want. My, 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 the reason why I don't think there's much hope for it is because I do think that highlights the potential advantage that cryptocurrency has over gold, uh -huh. uh, the, the 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 central banks of this world are still sitting on a billion ounces of gold. They can most much more easily seize the people's gold. That's what they've done, uh, and uh, and it's much easier to catch somebody with gold in his basement. And so uh, that's one of the reasons why I think cryptocurrency has better potential. And I would rather not mate cryptocurrency with gold i don't it's not a concept that has me well, excited but what do you think jeff well so I, I think that there's a way in which you can use blockchain technology to create a good uh, a record of ownership provenance so called yeah. um, and uh, so let's say for example i have a, 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 a gold back cryptocurrency that's the question yeah, gold I, back am, cryptocurrency. Yeah, Gene, I know i'm oh, if you give me a second <laughs> 
sorry. Go ahead. Go okay. Ahead. So, <laughs> so let's let's say that I, I have the most beautiful storage facility for for rare cars ever. Okay, and I invite the world uh, to store their cars with me, and I and I distribute uh, and I prove ownership rights and provenance of these cars with blockchain technology, and then these become tokens that uh, that people can exchange with each other. So now I've got a rare car backed uh, uh, cryptocurrency. Okay, that could work. Right, and and that exact same way, I can imagine the same thing for gold. I'm just saying that I don't, I, um, uh, I don't think there's anything special uh, about a gold-backed cryptocurrency as versus an Oriental rug-backed oh. crypto or or a rare painting-backed crypto or anything else. Blockchain technology is useful for establishing audit trails, uh, proving provenance. And and the token tokenization of those ownership rights can themselves trade as money. So and to that extent, I think there's something to say for it. But but the people who are recommending a gold back crypto as if crypto is not going to be valuable unless it's backed by gold, I think are sort of fundamentally misunderstanding the the value of crypto in the first place. I see. Okay. The real, okay. I I would I, I think that's a good point. You see, your your analogy was you talk about things that are also quite scarce. Is that that's why you used it? Yeah, 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 yeah. And and okay. things uh, things over which you have to establish uh, some some ownership uh, claim and an immutable ownership claim. So Jean, I know she wants us to go an extra 10 minutes. I've got to take a guy over to the airport and I need to leave here <laughs> and like, yeah, I know it's crazy, but I have to head out like one. Is that going to be okay with you? Oh, uh, well, the, the comment said wrap up sometime in the next 10 minutes. So we can wrap up now. Oh, yeah, no, okay. wrap up now. No, no, okay. I, 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 I got to go over to the JFK. I, I, I want to go back to my point. Sense. I just emphasize okay, well, again that, that in terms of the, terms of, in terms of a money that is independent of government, gold was a sitting duck. That's the problem. That's why cryptocurrency has better potential. My only point, let's wrap up. Thank you, Jeff. Uh, and thank you, Naomi. Today. I always learn from Eugene. Thank you. Thank you, thank you both so much. Yeah, thank you to everyone who's been uh, participating in the chats. You guys have been awesome. Gene uh, and Jeffrey, we have a potential topic request for next time if you're uh, if you're willing to explore the area of copyright and IP. Definitely. Okay. Like the open source movement yeah. is really exciting, um, but you know, is is there an issue with IP? Like, I think there are a lot of people who'd like to hear from that. Are you interested? I'm fascinated by that by that topic, and, okay. it, and it may or may not uh, relate to, to blockchain technology. By the way, because of, because of this very issue of provenance. I mean, can you establish uh, provenance of, of certain ideas? Right. No, it's, uh, and you see a lot of patents going on in uh, blockchain at the moment. You have to wonder, it started out as an open source uh, project, how people are putting patents on the tech. So that could be yeah. interesting. So let's, uh, let's discuss that further. Next week, that may be our topic. So at 11 o'clock. At 11 o'clock. Um, if you haven't liked or, uh, the video or subscribed, please do. It's really, really helpful, and it means that you don't miss any of the live streams from these wonderful gentlemen. Uh, you can check out more stuff from Jeffrey at his wonderful site, AIER, the American Institute for Economic Research. He's always putting out lots of articles there, so check those out. Gene Epstein runs a monthly debate series called the Soho Forum in Manhattan, so make sure that you go and check that out if you are in the area. Otherwise, they do post their videos online. And thank you so much, everyone, for, for being here. This has been a lot of fun. I've been... Uh, uh, drinking my my tea. <laughs> we had we had we've had a hundred thousand views of our debate on Bitcoin between Eric Voorhees and Peter Schiff, and we're probably going to have two hundred thousand soon. I think you all want to watch it and discuss. Absolutely, that. but uh, you can also watch that on my channel, uh, and you can see little uh, teasers as well on <laughs> my Twitter. So make sure you check it out. And that's my intellectual property. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> Go away, Gene. I stole it. You didn't mind the idea. All right. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
quick, I've got to run. Before yeah. Okay. Sorry, right. Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye. For extra material and any links mentioned in this podcast, please visit naomibrockwell.com. If you'd like to watch the video version, please visit Naomi Brockwell TV on YouTube, BitChute or DTube. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Bitcoin, Blockchain and the Technologies of Our Future.